Welcome to the Business Mentor Podcast. This podcast is where we share and discuss the experiences, ideas, and happenings in the world of business, featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction in your journey. Introducing your host, award-winning entrepreneur and Prince's Trust business mentor, Jay Dillon. Welcome to the podcast, it's Jay Dillon. Thank you for joining me again for another episode. I've got uh, a guest, a very special guest, Lauren Tickner. I hope I've said that right. Yeah, that's right. Fantastic. So Lauren's joining me today. Now she's got over... 170,000 followers on a social media platform. She's earning six figures and at the age of 21. We've kind of got talking on Instagram. Um, Lauren approached me after listening to my podcast and I just loved her energy. I loved her story. And look, I'm here to inspire not only young entrepreneurs, but the older entrepreneurs of hers. And look, if someone like Lauren can do this, anybody can do it. You know, she's passionate about what she does. So I wanted to get her on the show. So welcome, Lauren. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. And I absolutely love what you said just then in the fact that if I can do it, then anyone can. Because just kind of going way off track here, but I think a lot of times people see someone on social media who has a following and they think that they're special and they think they're different to everybody else. But the fact of the matter is that is just not the case at all. I'm just like anyone else. You are just like anyone else. But the only difference is that you've literally taken that action in order to get to a result that you want to get. So that's that. So thank you for having me. Yeah, 100%. And it's just normal people sharing their normal stories, you know, and just to inspire everybody else. Quite often we look up to the, you know, the, the, the key gurus such as Richard Branson, Tony Robbins, and sometimes you can't reach out to them. You, you feel like they're so far ahead. So these real stories means that anybody can do it. And Lauren and myself are just two of many people who are doing really well at the moment. So look, Lauren, talk about where you are at the moment. And then I want to t- go back to, you know, where you started and how it all began. So, so where are we at the moment? Yeah, so as you said, I'm 21. I basically am focusing on online business. So I recently, well, I suppose I got into this kind of by accident. I built up my social media following in the fitness industry and now I became really interested in business, marketing and all that. And so now I'm essentially helping other people build their personal brand because I've seen the power of a personal brand. It's opened up, well, absolutely everything that I'm doing now to me. And it's allowed me to really create freedom for myself and to impact the lives of other people. And for me, I think that I always thought I was motivated by money, but then I realized that I'm actually not motivated by money at all. I realized that after I started to earn a good amount of money, I realized I'm actually motivated by creating creating an impact in the world. And so now I've realized that through my personal brand, I'm able to do that. And it means that, I mean, I've worked this nine to five corporate job. I did it when I was 18 and then I did it again when I was just a few months ago, actually. And it just made me feel so unhappy. And I feel that through my personal brand and through doing my own thing, I'm able to not just impact people, but I'm able to have that freedom that I literally crave and that I live for. And it means that I can just wake up one day and if I decide I want to do something new, then I can. And I just think that there is so much power in that. And I think it's really, really cool. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. And what you do now is, is, is so, so great. And personal brand, I'm totally on it. You know, I'm a bit older than yourself. But, you know, a few years ago, I thought, let's take personal brand serious and uh, an opportunities open up. I've just yeah, come back sure. to charity I think, events. Yeah, yeah, I think what you said just then is, you know, it doesn't matter what age you are. Someone like Grant Cardone, I don't know how old he is, but he's absolutely crushing it through his personal brand. And I tell you what, I do not think that, he, I mean, yes, he would have still have been so successful business-wise, but I think just in, in overall fulfillment in life, it allows you to feel so much more fulfilled and it's not an ego thing at all because when you're building your personal brand yeah you may think oh it's my personal brand that means that people that means that I'm so vain and that means that I'm wanting everyone to be looking at me 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 but it's actually quite the opposite because you're posting content that's going to help other people like what we're doing now on this podcast hopefully this is going to help some people (laughs) yeah it does and the messages you get you you, you'll get when I've been getting loads for my podcast I've even got you know, a few just as, you know, before we came on showing and people thanking me for, for giving what I think is just my take on certain situations, certain topics. And to get that is, is amazing. And you're right. Everybody's got a story and everybody's got a personal brand because you're unique. There's only one of you in the world and uh, you've got to get your message out. So look, going back to how it all started. So just talk me back because I've got quite a few young listeners and I do a lot of work with the Prince's Trust. 
Tell me what, you know, a bit more detail of how you came about starting your business so early on. You know, I started when I was 25, so I went through all the university. So tell me how you changed and what made you think, right, okay, I'm not going to continue that down the path that most traditional people take or, you know, children take. Um, what made you do that? And just talk a bit about that, please. Yeah, so I've always been one of these people, actually, where I really hate it when someone else is in control of my time. I would always be the first person to try and leave the classroom to get home the earliest and to just go and do what it was that I wanted to do. And so I think that this is why I've been able to kind of pivot and really just stay headstrong in so many different things. So let me backtrack a bit. So first of all, I finished my A-levels and straight after that, I got a job at a FTSE 250 company doing asset management. And so I got that job just through this investment 2020 scheme, which is essentially where, which I don't know if it's run by the government or asset management firms, but basically I was up against all these people who were like, people who had um, masters in investment management and somehow I managed to get the job at just age 18. So I did that and basically it was supposed to be a year-long program and then I had already been offered the job for the next year as well to essentially just work there full-time rather than it being a program. And funnily enough what happened was the day after I got my bonus I actually handed in my notice so I quit that early because I just realized I don't want to be doing this, I want to be doing my own thing. And I just remember one day I was in that job and I was speaking to somebody and we were talking about how I was really, really, really keen to go and do my own thing because I was so passionate about it. And at this time, I thought that for my whole entire life, I was wanting to go into the fitness industry, do fitness coaching and all that. So I was all, I was, I was, was doing fitness coaching at this time because I went and got my personal training qualifications and all that so I could help people in that sense. But this woman said to me, she was like, Lauren, you should never mix your passion with your job because it's going to make you fall out of love with your job. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. And so for so long, I was adam- I was um, really scared to quit my job because I was worried that if I mix my passion with my job, I would start hating it. And now I've realized that that is far from the truth because I wake up every single day so excited about the day because I love helping people build their personal brand and online business. And that is something that I'm so, so passionate about. But I just, yeah, this is just the mindset that I think so many people are in. So anyway, I quit that job and then had a few months before I started university. So I went to Bath and studied business administration, which was the number one uh, business course in the UK. And I was doing that and I was just thinking like, oh, this is wasting my time. I was sat in the lectures just literally like, oh my gosh, they are teaching me like some marketing tactic that was from like 5,000 years ago. And I was just thinking bloody hell like seriously I mean I swear I could make this curriculum better now I'm just kidding it was a good course don't get me wrong but it just isn't for me and what I want to do in my life like I I knew I wanted to do online business and at that that curriculum was not good for me and so I did my first year I finished it and then at bearing during this whole time I was still building my social media following so I was posting every single day I was creating YouTube content I was doing the podcast and that's a full job in itself like i don't know if people realize, but at this period of time, I was kind of more of a quote unquote, and I hate the word, but an influencer. And so I was doing like brand deals and I was going to events and all these different things. And basically in my first year of university at around April time, so this was April of last year of 2017, I started selling workout eBooks and um, I managed to sell around 2000 of them overall. And so they sell at like 40 pounds each. So I've made a good amount of money for that for someone um, at my age. So I was really happy about that. And I that was when I realized actually that online business was my thing. So anyway, I, quit, I did my first year at uni. I then had to go into a placement. And so I was working in influencer marketing. So I was in another nine to five job. It was actually like not nine to five at all because the hours were way longer because it was a startup. And I was there working in marketing and I just fell even more in love with marketing, but again, realizing I need to be doing my own thing. And um, pretty much quit that job, dropped out of uni at the same time, and here we are now, and here is when I've gone all in on this personal branding content. So essentially what it is that I'm focusing on now is like really helping people not just build their personal brand, but also monetize it, because you see so many people on social media who have like hundreds and thousands of followers, but they don't know how to make money. They don't know a thing or two about business. So it's focusing on either someone who has business skills, but no following, or maybe no following or no business skills, or a following and no business skills. So any of those kind of three categories it can be. Um, so yeah, just really taking taking my life into my own hands, taking control of it, and realize that, look, 
it sounds so cliche, but literally you do only have one life. And so you have to make the most of it and do the things that you love and be able to put all your eggs in one basket, despite the fact that people say that that's a bad idea. But I actually think that it's a really good idea. Just go all in on your strengths. Otherwise, you're just going to, if you try keep trying to strength, strengthen your weaknesses, you're going to have a bunch of strong weaknesses, right? And that's not what we want. We want to be the master of our craft. And so that's what I'm doing now. Cool. So going back on the on the education side, because I went to uni, I did a business information degree and uh, yeah, it wasn't relevant. So that was a long time, well, 18, 20 years ago. I'm showing my age now. But how did you find the teaching? So obviously I would have thought now in the education system, if you're doing a business admin type degree, did you find anything in the teachings that was relevant to everyday life now, you know, working in the business world? I think the most valuable thing for me was learning about accounting because I've hired an accountant and I think it's important to kind of be aware of what my accountant is doing. Um, the other stuff was kind of about law and there was a few things in there which were relevant to me because it was talking kind of about... Uh, oh God, I don't even remember now. But it was essentially... It was essentially about... Because the point I'm trying to make is we'd probably put, um, you know, spend 10 or I don't know what the fees are now, 11,000 pounds. Yeah, so so on just education stuff, but yeah, sometimes we don't want to spend that on a good course. Oh my gosh, I know, and it does my head in. People will come to me and they'll be like, oh, Lauren, I can't afford your course or your year-long program. And I'm like, okay. And then, like, I, I get it. Like, sometimes you literally can't afford it. But then I break it down and I'm like, this is, if you were to take a year of your life and stop buying your three pound Costa skinny latte every single day, you would have enough money for it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just think it really is interesting for me, the whole university system, because I think that it's just social conditioning. You know, we are literally conditioned to go to school, which is great. And then we're conditioned to go to, at my school in particular, I went to a private school. And so for me, a lot of people, I think it was about 20% of my year, maybe even 30, went to Oxbridge. So they went to Oxford or Cambridge. Um, And if you didn't go to a Russell Group Uni or a good university that was in the top of the charts, then you were essentially frowned upon and you were just kind of ignored and all this stuff. There was like two people in my year who didn't go to uni. And um, it's just one of those things where I just find it fascinating to think like, are we just because this is what we know now, is it going to be what we're going to continue to know long into the future? It's one of those things. I think it's like, it's just tradition, isn't it? I think it really is tradition. And I think nowadays, the fact is everyone's going to university so everyone feels like they have to go to university because the barrier has essentially been put up. But all it's really doing is just longing out your education on something that you may not even enjoy. I just know so many people who go to university, study something random and then go into a totally different job because they can't even get a job in that industry because it's too competitive now. And so I think that really this is why I'm so, again, so passionate about personal branding because I think that university no longer is enough. And personal brand, your personal brand can now be your CV, really. <laughs> Yeah. yeah definitely and so you're more relevant because like I say you've just been through the school system so to hear that from yourself it's it seems like you know you've seen a different way a different path than the traditional method of going to university spending four or five years learning something you don't really want to learn and then doing a job you don't want to do just because society takes you that way yeah exactly and I think that the reason why I maybe went down this path is because Funny enough, for me, I think I saw mentors in people who I was listening to on podcasts. And so I would kind of hear everything that they're talking about. And I was like, there's no reason why I can't do this for myself. You know, I can't create this freedom for myself. And it was just interesting because in university, nobody goes to lectures. Nobody goes to seminars. They all catch up when they're hungover. And I think that it's great to go to meet people. And I'm so, I am glad that I went. I must admit, I am glad because I made friends. But I don't know, I mean, nine grand to make these friends, maybe I could have put that nine grand towards courses or mastermind groups that I could have met like-minded people because not, I mean, only a handful of these people that I've met at university are like-minded and I feel that when I am speaking to them, it's very much small talk because I feel like we don't really have much in common um, because 
maybe I've just matured before my time, but it's because I'm constantly surrounding myself with people who are in a position where I want to be or in a position where I, I, I see myself going. And that's what I have found has been so valuable to me. So, I mean, overall, it would have costed me 36k for my degree. And realistically, like, imagine if I put that 36 grand towards what I'm putting it towards now, for example, going to events like business events and investing in my business, you know, investing in expanding in hiring people and all that. And that's way more beneficial to me. So, yeah, definitely. And look, university is good for certain professions. If you want to be a doctor, lawyer, if you want to be some. So it is good in that sense. But I think if you want to go into business and do marketing, it's far better. I think personally myself is as soon as you get out of school or your A-levels and you're ready to go into the world is do a marketing course or learn about marketing, building your personal brand or just get in touch. And that's what this podcast is all about. It's about really giving someone who doesn't know much about business an option to decide, you know, look, this is for me, here's the stories. Lauren's been on it, you know, we've got some great guests have already been on the show. There is another option, and 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 at my time we didn't have that information, but I think now it's more available. Yeah, thanks to the internet, it's really cool, and I think it's amazing the amount of people that you can meet as well. For example, I listened to your podcast because I was scrolling through the charts to see where mine was, and then I saw yours, and I was like, oh, I'll check this out. I've never seen it before, so I just yeah, it was number one then, wasn't it? Uh, yeah it was I think so yeah it was really cool and then I was like how have I never heard of this podcast before I checked it out and then I just sent you a really fast dm on Instagram and you replied and here we are now and I think that that's what's really cool about just online business now the connections that you can make and if you're not making the most of it I think you're really missing out whether you are in a service-based business or whether you have a actual you know brick and mortar type business I think if you're not making the most of it online, then you're really, really missing a big opportunity for not only your business to expand, but for you to be able to connect with really cool people. Yeah, and I like the way you DM me. So I get a lot of DMs because you do once you get you know past a certain following. And I can remember your DM stood out because you actually did a little video. You know, I'm Lauren. And, I, and it caught my eye straight away because your energy and your vibe. So as well as doing that, you've thought out the box, which I like. You know, that's what I want to get on the show because you're thinking out the box as well, which shows, you know, you can try new things as well. No, 100%. That's what it's all about. Funny enough, I actually just uploaded a podcast yesterday about how to network via Instagram DMs because I brought on a guest who is really like all about that. And so it's just this actually something that's really interesting to me is as, as, as I'm sure you do as well, like you just said, I will get hundreds of DMs, like per week, I probably get, oh gosh, I don't even know, like maybe a thousand or something. I get a ridiculous amount of DMs. And seriously, I will have people say, hire me, full stop. Or they'll say like something along the lines of, give me a shout out. Or they'll send me a screenshot of like their Instagram profile being like, can you please give me some feedback? And so I, I then send them, like, let's just say someone who says, can you give me some feedback? I then send them a link. Okay, I'm like, okay, sure, yeah, you can book a consultation call with me here. Like, they see the price. It's like £400 or whatever for half hour. Cool. And um, they're literally like, oh, my God, how dare you, blah, 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 blah. Having just sent me a really short message saying feedback or something and I'm just like if you want to actually connect with someone and if, if you want to get some free advice from them or to just make have it make friends for example whatever like you need to give before you get you need to give some sort of value and I just find it absolutely crazy oh my gosh I could really talk about this for a long time I think I think people yeah and people see yourself and obviously I've built my personal brand now is it takes time investment that we've both spent and all the influencers spend a lot of time. Um, uh, a friend of mine, Luke, has been on the show. He's he's friends with Woody and Kleine. Now, they've got 1.7 million followers on um, Instagram and they, they get millions of views, you know, 2 million views per post. But the amount of work they put in the background, no one sees that. Nobody sees. No one realises, yeah. Yeah, and they spend some serious time. So... If you're, you know, shouting at someone and you want someone to do you a favour, just just be respectful and say they have put the work in. And I do that. You know, I DM'd Grant Cardone, although I met him, you know, and he's coming on my show. So DMs do work, but you've got to build something of yourself first. He wants to check my profile out and thought, I've put some effort in building this. And personal brand, it's massive. I was at a charity event very recently with lots of celebrities 
And some of celebrities were just connecting with me and they were saying, wow, you've got more followers than me. So even though they've been in the game such a long time, you can build your personal brand and be just as on a level par with them. Like you said, you're getting a thousand DMs every week. You know, that's probably a lot more than some very, very popular guys we see on TV all the time. So, you know, personal brand, you can be a lot bigger than you think. Oh my gosh, for sure. And I also think it's really funny what you said about celebrities because I am so out of touch with celebrities. I know nothing. All my friends, I have this group chat because obviously I'm 21. Like most of my friends are at uni. They're going out getting absolutely obliterated every night, drinking, partying and all this stuff and look if you want to party every now and then by all means go for it i'm just not a massive drinker myself i have fun and i will go out and i'll drink sometimes but it's just not a big thing for me i'd rather be able to wake up at six the next day and focus on my business but anyway there isn't a time and place for that but they'll be on the group chat we've got a group chat from school with 30 girls on it i've had it since we were about 15 years old and every night i'm waking up the next day to about 300 400 messages talking about what happened on love island that night And I'm just thinking in my head, like, imagine if you put the energy towards Love Island into something for yourself, into a business for yourself. Imagine where you could be, like, even if that's just one hour per day, that's like 365 hours in a whole year. Imagine what you, like, how many days is that? Two, four, I don't even know. I can't do that math right now. But that's a lot of time putting towards something. So (laughs) it's just crazy. Yeah, it's over thousands of hours. And if you put that time in, in anything, Whatever you do, you're going you're gonna to get some good re- returns of it. So yeah, for sure. You, you, you know, your journey's been great. You know, you're still very young, but you've done so much. And your mindset is, 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 is where, you know, you're going to be successful. You can see it from day one. You are now at the moment. But I think your mind, the way you're thinking is, is so powerful. And yet you're such a young age. So let's talk about the money, you know, making money from, from what you're doing. Because a lot of the audience... You know, um, I've said it, they can make money quite quickly. Now, I've just done a, an episode on how we created a business in 30 days and proved how you can do that without even owning anything. Um, and that was done. So with yourself, just share some of the, you know, you, you're at six figures. Can you share how you got there and the kind of things you kind of sold and how easy it was it to actually build to that? And so, you know, people listening can look at that and think, well, I can, I can do that as well. For sure. For, so for me, the, for the, the first six figures, I guess, did come from my social media following. So it came, I suppose, I wouldn't say an easier situation. It wasn't easier for me because like, as you said, putting time into the content, I was literally posting three times a day to social media with valuable content. And just quickly going off on a bit of a tangent, but for anyone who is trying to build a social media following, you need to add value to your audience. If you don't add value consistently, and when I say consistently, I mean every single day and yes, every single day i've never missed a day you can go on my page and if you see that maybe i posted it says like five days ago and then maybe it skips to seven days ago the reason why there's a gap is because i've archived that post because maybe it didn't do as well as it it should have done so then i'll just essentially repurpose that content to make it so that it does better next time anyway so the first first six figures came from selling these workout ebooks doing online fitness coaching and just making sure really that i did have multiple streams of income because i mean i don't know warren buffett once said that the, all billionaires or something have seven figure seven streams of income on average or something i don't really know um it was something like that but yeah you know, yeah. yeah so then i realized okay i can't rely on just one stream of income and also i think why not have multiple streams of income when you can make it a possibility so I was selling these workout ebooks and I was doing this online fitness coaching. I was packaging up my online fitness coaching to make it so that I was selling it for high flyers, essentially people who had the more more of the more of the money. Because I realized like if I focus on these people, then I'm gonna be able to charge them more because they have more money, right? So that it just made sense to me. So I was focusing on kind of like people who were CEOs of companies, maybe they were influencers doing all their fitness type of stuff. So I was selling, charging them like a thousand pound a month for online fitness coaching. Um, And then I was also doing brand deals as well. And that was how I was, that's how I kind of began. But for someone who's obviously doesn't have this big following to start and maybe they want to do it the other way around, like the thing is just what I would do now if I was starting again is I would realize, okay, who is it that I want to help? So think about who is my ideal client? So for me right now, it's someone who is wanting to build their personal brand and become a quote unquote influencer and turn that in, or maybe not even become an influencer, but build a personal brand and 
literally be able to have their personal brand as their full-time business and make money for essentially being themselves. So that's my ideal client right now. So what I would then do is I would think, okay, how can I get in front of these people? Well, that's done through content. Now, where are these people hanging out? Well, my audience are primarily millennials, so they're probably gonna be on Instagram and YouTube, right? So I would know to focus my content on Instagram and YouTube. And then after that, it's like creating consistent content every single day that's gonna add value to their lives. Um, and so then it's also, you know, realizing what can you sell to them? So it would then be this online course that I've made, for example. Um, so I think, yeah, maybe for me, it's been a little bit different than someone who's coming at it from a perspective of they haven't already built the following because I do get these brand deals coming for me and I've been having that now for about 18 months. Um, but I do think that online business is accessible for everybody. You know, Facebook ads, you can literally run Facebook ads in order to, or Instagram ads even, like that can help you build a following. Cause once you've built a following and a personal brand, then people are gonna see that you have legitimacy. And when they see that, then they're gonna think of you as an authority figure and they'll be more likely to buy into your products and services. So I think that that's that really. But when it comes to, I know before the podcast, we were talking about how when I was on holiday, I made a YouTube video about how I made like um, 20K in a week. So yeah. the main the main way, I the, the majority of that money came from selling an online course. And I think information products now are so valuable because I do one-on-one coaching for people, for their business, for their online business. That's mainly for people who already have a bit of a business, but they're not seeing the results that they want and they're wanting to build their social media at the same time. Um, and so for these people, like the main thing is, uh, that's obviously me trading my time for money. That's what you're doing when you are a mentor as well. You're trading time for money. Now I don't mind doing that and I love doing that because it's something that I'm passionate about. But I know that if I want to help more people on a larger scale, then it's online courses. So. That was where the majority of the income came from. And then the other stuff was from a couple of brand deals. And then the other stuff was like a few one-on-one coaching calls that I did. Um, and I also signed a new social media marketing client, which is something that I do, but just not on a large scale. And I don't really like advertise for it. It's just if it's kind of a word of mouth type thing. So, so yeah. Cool, cool. So you made your money through selling online products. So your personal brand, you built it up first. And then you started obviously using that audience to, to leverage your products. Exactly, so yeah. Hard. So I suppose I did it a different way around than what most people would typically do it. Because when I started my social media, I was 16. And I was still like, I think I started it actually when I was doing my GCSEs. Because I just wanted to connect with people. And I never saw it as a business. I literally saw it as a way for me to make friends who were also like other... I wanted to meet other girls who were also into weightlifting. And that's because... Back, back at the age of 16, no girls my age were doing that. I felt so isolated and so alone. And then I was, because of the fact that I was sharing valuable information, I started off with doing recipes, healthy recipes. Because of the fact that I was sharing value, people just started following me naturally. And that was it really. Like I didn't have to think about strategies to grow my following or any of that because I was just about connecting with people. And I think that that's sometimes nowadays people kind of think of it too much as something where they are constantly seeking the strategy. But if you know your story and if you know who you're trying to help, then you can just share that in an authentic manner and people will start following you and connecting with you on that deeper level because they see that you're really doing it from a place of care. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I've seen that myself with, with the podcast. I want to focus on mentoring. I could have focused on a lot of business. Recruitment was one of my own businesses, but mentoring is what I enjoy, what I like doing. And it's a lot easier doing that than, than trying to fake something that you're really doing it for the money and uh, it doesn't really work out. So look, yeah, you've built these great deals. You, you've got to six figures. So what motivates you now going forward? What, what's the goal for, for Lauren going forward? So for me, it's just really, really being able to help people on that deeper level and just being able to help more and more people so like I just mentioned I just made a new podcast as well the millennial lab podcast and that's because I just really am so passionate about being able to help young people on their journey to success their journey to the top because I think nowadays there's a lot of free content out there but I think it's really hard to distinguish between content that's actually valuable and has actionable steps or just content that is just a bit of fluff 
And so I know that you're all about this as well. And that's what I love about your podcast because you literally give action plans, action steps, strategies and all that. And that's what I want to do. Like I'm interviewing people for the show, but I literally say to them before they come on, we need to have some actionable steps in this episode. Otherwise I can't air it because I don't want to just, I don't want to just air some random conversation where we were talking about your childhood. I want to talk about, you know, the nitty gritty and the things that people don't necessarily speak about. So that's that. And then, For me at the moment, I suppose I'm just having a bit of a shift in my business because I was always focusing on kind of online courses where it's like an online course where you set it and then they have access to the course um, all in one go and it's self-paced and all that. Whereas now I'm actually focusing on more of a mentorship style thing, which is like a year long program. And so that is literally like my main business focus at the moment. So it is still an online course, but it's essentially dripped out throughout the year so that people kind of have that information that they can action and implement week by week rather than just being so overwhelmed. And I know that you must be all about this as well, just being able to break it down bit by bit because I think that's what it's all about. That's what people need. They need that roadmap. Definitely. And I think when you find, I've done research on this, when somebody does a course for like, let's say seven days intense, pays a lot of money for it, you'll find if you go back to them after three months, they're still not really action, taking any actions. So yeah, I think mentorships and courses that drip feed it makes it a lot easier and it's a bit of a journey exactly um, an exact roadmap like that you kind of it's you're guiding them along the path and i think that's really cool because along the way then they get small wins as well and it doesn't feel like such an overwhelmingly daunting task and it means that what's really cool is like we're building up to essentially a big product launch and so it's literally paving the way for them to create a business for themselves but they've got to focus on the foundations first and i think a lot of times if people what i found is basically we had this course before but it was the one where you just got it all in one go you'd see that people would skip the first few modules and just jump to the monetizing module and i'm just like okay this can't happen anymore because you need yeah. to get all the foundations in place before you can monetize <laughs> yeah look i'm i'm in property and you know, i do property investment it's, it's a bit like a house you know, you're trying to put a roof on before doing the foundation yeah that's so funny that's bricks. the exact analogy that we use <laughs> yeah so, yeah Great minds think alike. But yeah, you've got to build the foundations. You've got to build the bricks. You've got to put the windows in so everyone can see you. And the roof goes and the brand deals, they'll all come. But everyone wants a shortcut. Um, There is no real shortcut unless you want to do 36 hours nonstop, you know, learning. But you've got to take the steps. And at the end of the day, drip feeding is probably the best way of getting some great results. So, yeah, it's great stuff. So it looks like, you, you know, you're going to progress and do these courses and progress your business. But look, for, for the audience, for someone who's listening now, and I think um, tips are great, and I think I messaged you, didn't I, about getting some tips so the audience can take it away. So look, if my listener's listening now, I'm thinking, right, okay, it sounds great. Lauren's done great. Like she, She's very, she's 21, I know I keep going up by age, but what I'm trying to say is, look, if, if you can do it, anybody can do it. I'm at 40, I'm doing it. Grant's at 65, he's doing it. So age is not really... Uh, an obstacle if you were to give seven steps on someone creating a brand or creating something and then using it to monetize what would be your your steps yeah so for someone who's wanting to i guess maybe are we going to be focusing on personal branding for this or just a brand in general yeah i think you can go personal brand or brand whatever you think's relevant for the audience yeah i guess these steps could be used for a brand in general if you're wanting to build kind of just any business but i think primarily i'm going to focus on personal branding just because that's what i know better right so the first thing is literally know who it is that you want to help what is your niche like that is fundamental because if you don't know who your niche is then you literally are going to be stuck you won't know where to go next so once you know what your niche is you can then pretty much figure out, okay, where am I going to start posting free content? Because you have to post free content and you have to put time and effort into this. Now, something that I say is every single day, you need to be putting an hour towards this. That may sound like a lot of time, but if you're waking up at five at the moment, well, if you're spending your evening, then just chilling for an hour, like 
maybe just think, okay, I'm really serious about this. I'm going to put this hour into doing something that is going to help me progress. And I know there's probably a lot of people listening to this right now who are business owners who feel so busy and like they've got so much going on. Well, maybe you could literally kind of look to one of your business partners or someone else who's on your team to maybe get them to help you out with it. So yeah, once you know your niche, you can then figure out the platforms to use. So I think at the moment, Instagram is just everything really. I think with the new Instagram TV, I think no longer is YouTube necessary, if I'm honest, for someone who's just starting out. Now, if you've already built a following on YouTube, then fine, continue with that. But if you're just starting out, then Instagram TV is gonna be great for you. I think that it's gonna be interesting to see how it pans out. And if anyone's listening to this in like the year 2025, then they may be looking back and laughing, being like, Instagram TV never made it, but <laughs> you just don't know. Or they've missed out. Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. So you just don't know, right? So that's why I think just get on it. But I don't think, I'm not one of these people where I'm like, you have to be on every single platform. I don't think that's manageable for people who are first starting out. Like you can't be on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, podcast, flipping whatever, because you don't have time for that. You, it's not possible. So focusing it on Instagram, and then I do like to say Instagram plus another platform, but now Instagram TV's here, I think you can think of that as another platform. So so basically, now after that, what you can do is then you have, the third step is like posting consistent content. You have to provide value. You have to post this content every single day, like I've already mentioned before. And so the value has to be something that your ideal client, the people in your niche, are gonna find helpful, like I spoke about in step one. So for example, let's just say you are someone who's wanting to build a personal brand and you are a relationship expert and you're really good at relationships. Well, that means, okay, you're posting onto Instagram, maybe you make a podcast that's all about relationships and you can maybe make a podcast or an Instagram caption which is talking about long distance relationships. And then the next day you could be talking about how to do nice things for your partner to keep the love alive or something, you know? Like all these things, there are so many different topics that you can speak about around your particular niche. So it's just really being clear with that and adding value because when your audience comes on your page and you're just posting a photo of yourself with your business partner being like, great day at the office, like, that is not something that one, that's not something people care about. Like, people like Grant Cardone can get away with that because he already has a tribe of raving fans. Why does he have these raving fans? Because he's added so much value to them through all of his free content, right? So, like, people can get away with that who are already on that level. But, like, if I was to start posting content like that, I would lose followers rapidly because it's just not something that's going to be helping people's lives. So, now, here's the next steps. Next step to building a personal brand, you have to engage with the community. So it's getting out there, commenting on people's stuff. Like, you replied to my DM, right? That was engaging with me. It's just really making it evident that you really care about the people that are actually engaging with your stuff. They're spending time focusing on your content. So reply back to every single comment. And I think sometimes people might think, okay, can I hire a VA to, this, to do this? I really don't think you should. I think you should actually do it yourself because it's it's... I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit funny about this one. I think that it's something that makes me feel a bit uncomfortable to know that someone's maybe hiring someone else to do their comments and stuff. I think if you're a business brand, then fine, like by all means. But as a personal brand, I think it has to come from you. So you do that. Now, what step am I on here? Step five? five, five yeah. Okay, so step five is obviously you're, you're applying back, you're engaging to people. Now you need to, I suppose... Honestly, I think that will get you really far, but I think it's just actually something that I would say is like create an email list. This is something that I wish I'd done earlier on. And I think that it can be done through creating freebies for your audience that they can download and then you can capture that email. Now, the reason why I just didn't know that it was a thing and the reason why it's valuable is because then it means that you obviously have these email addresses so that it's easier to sell to them in the future. People don't go on social media to... They don't go on to social media to buy things. They go on to social media to scroll and have a bit of a, a procrastination <laughs> period of time or something. So that's why I think creating an email list is valuable because then also you don't control the algorithms on Instagram, YouTube or whatever. Like they control the algorithms. So if they start to change like they have done recently and you don't have their email address, then they may not even see your content. So now what I can literally do, because I've captured these emails, is I can send out an email being like, hey guys, my posts aren't showing up in your feed, make sure to turn on my post notifications or make sure to comment on my most recent post or I could send out my podcast to them or whatever. Like that's really, really important. And sorry, I feel like you're about to say something there. <laughs>
No, that's fine. So I think the five tips, I just want to recap these, and I've got some um, I want to add to these. So pick your niche. So if that's in um, healthcare or it's in counseling or property, yeah, that's your niche. So pick your niche. So that's one thing. And then go on to a platform. Start off with one platform. I would say, well, I think it's important to start with two platforms. But the reason why I say Instagram, because Instagram essentially does now have two platforms. So it's Instagram and Instagram TV. So I think Instagram in itself is going to be fine. But let's just say you are somebody who is trying to get in. Like, this is why it's important to know your target audience. Because when you know who your target audience is, then you know where they're hanging out. So, for example, it's great that you've made a podcast because your target audience is likely listening to podcasts as they go from meeting to meeting or as they're getting their workouts in or as they're, you know, doing all this stuff. And the people who listen to podcasts are typically people who want that kind of higher level business tips. Um, So this is why it's perfect for it. That's why I started the Millennial Air podcast, because I know that that's where my target audience is hanging out. But if you're someone who's trying to build a personal brand in the fitness industry, then maybe Instagram and YouTube is going to be best for you because it's just a great way to push your content because it's visual as well it's visual and you know people look at exactly they need to see how the workout's being done right so that's why i think it's important and again if you're property then people who are in property they might be listening to podcasts because typically the type of person who listens to podcasts is probably going to be the type of person who invests in property just it's just how it is right so you have to really get in the mind of your ideal client or your ideal follower and just figure out okay which platform are they going to be using and then after that is when you figure out okay what type of content is going to be valuable for them cool so yeah recap pick your niche put in about an hour a day post good content engage with your audience and five and i think this is very important get an email list and just before i came on to the podcast i posted in one of our groups we've got um the podcast group and i someone's mentioned about launching their podcast and uh, how they can do it and I mentioned the email list because I use that myself so when I have a, a new podcast I'll email my list and that pushes me up the rankings so yeah definitely and that list by the way you own that list um, Lauren's mentioned about the algorithms now if you're not so technical savvy basically what that means is if you've got let's say a small figure of 10,000 followers if Facebook which did recently change the algorithm your post might not get to any of them at the moment I've got 60,000 Facebook followers and I think I reach about 600 which is really low before you could reach a lot more yeah it's gone crazy so but if I had an email list at the start I'd have 60,000 on my email list and I could just ping them an email but obviously we learn and that's why it's really important now to create an email list whether it's for 10, 50, 100 just start building it yeah, like when you start to think of all of your followers or anyone on your email list as an individual person, then I think it stops seeing, like it, you start to think of it less in an overwhelming sense because I always used to see people with like 20,000 followers back when I had about 500 and I'd be like, oh, there's so many steps ahead of me. But if you think 500 people, imagine them all in a room. Now I have to think, okay, I've got around like what, 160,000 followers on Instagram and YouTube combined. Imagine all those people in a room, like that fills out a stadium. That is a stadium. That's crazy when you think about it in that sense. So even if you only have 200 followers right now, or even if you're just about to start your very first platform today to build your personal brand and to start focusing on all this valuable content, then look, I mean, just even if you get 100 followers in the first month, that's still awesome. And one thing that I really want to say is, don't worry about what other people think about you. I got bullied when I first started and I nearly stopped. And I still can imagine right now the picture that the boys in my year posted to social media, which was essentially taking the mick out of me. And I felt so ashamed, I was embarrassed, mortified. And I kept going with it because I knew that I had a message to share with the world. And if I hadn't continued, we would not be on this call right now. I would still be in university, literally like, don't even know what I'd be doing with my life, you know? So you never know where it can take you. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a great point. And that is a big challenge because initially it's gonna feel uncomfortable. And uh, I got a tip which I want to share with you guys from Grant himself when I met with him. And uh, he said to me, does he sometimes feel uncomfortable? Yeah, he does. But you know something? He's doing what everybody else wants to do. He gave an example of when, um, when he came to London recently. He went, it was Prince Harry's wedding, right, with Meghan. Um, and basically he went to the park and he started shouting out, there's Harry, there's Harry, that pranking. And... Um, Everyone started looking, where's Harry, where's Harry? He was just pranking. And he said, yeah, I did it for a laugh. But what he said is, you know what I'm doing? Everybody else wants to do. 
So when people are saying things to you that are not so like nice, listen, it's a bit of jealousy there. They actually want to do that, you know? So just get out there, get out of the comfort zone. Remember what you're doing, they want to do, but they haven't got the courage to do it. Yeah, exactly. No, and it's really good that you say that because funnily enough, the boy who, one of the main boys who initiated it, he's now a good friend of mine. And back then he has said to me multiple times, he feels so bad and he's really sorry. And it's just crazy because he was saying to me that he did it because he felt insecure. He literally said that to yeah. me last year. Um, and he just said that he was insecure and he was embarrassed about the fact that I was a female who was obviously at that stage more successful than him. And I found that really, really interesting. And we had a good long conversation about it. And um, yeah, he just felt intimidated. <laughs> and also don't forget when you start Instagram, Lauren's made a great point. You know, think of people as individuals. I had a guy, I met him at a networking event and uh, he looked at my Instagram and he goes, wow, you know, you've got, you know, 40,000 early followers. That's amazing. I said, well, don't worry about that. And I said, just get started. And he got started and I got a message on Facebook. He said, I've just got started. I've got nine followers and I'm so excited and I'll get 100 by the end of the month. And I thought, that is the attitude you need, you know. Be excited and, and think as individuals. Like I said, the fill in the room concept is really good. All these guys are with you and you can get your message out. So yeah, exactly. And I think that's, it's so interesting for me because I have obviously, I, I find the distinction between the word influencer and entrepreneur very interesting because I believe that you can be both, but I think that there's different traits of each different thing. And so I came from purely just really being an influencer. I was basically, you know, getting paid to make posts on social media. Brands would be contacting me to do campaigns. I would be speaking at events and all that and running the events because the brands wanted me there because I would attract the audience, you know? So, and my followers were commenting like radically on all my stuff. And so I had this position as an influencer because I had like, let's just say around when I had like 60,000 followers or whatever. Now, back then I didn't have a business and I wasn't making a lot of money despite what you may think. And so I, through being an influencer, I've obviously been able to, and by the way, I'm sorry about saying this word, I find it incredibly cringy, but hey, so the, I, w I would like connect with people who have millions of followers. And one of my friends who I'm literally just mentoring at the moment, she's just paid, she's invested in me because she wants me to teach her. She has 500,000 followers on social media and she is earning less than a thousand pounds a month because she doesn't know how to monetize. She literally yeah. has no business skills. And so she's gone into debt to hire me because she knows that I'm going to be able to help her build a real business for herself. And you see these people on social media who have so many followers and you think they're earning a killing, but they're really not. They might get a few freebies here and there, but they are not. Well, some, some of them might be earning a good amount of money, but a lot of them won't be. So I think that's just a really interesting perspective for a lot of people. Yeah, and that goes down to your tip. You know, we talked about the niche. You know your target audience. Don't go wide and think, well, I'm going to get 500,000 followers, but then really there's no opportunity to monetize them because they're following something you, you can't monetize yourself. But yeah, no, Lauren, we could probably talk all day. You've got, you've got such a good energy about yourself and I wanted to get you on. I'm glad you've come on. Um, the podcast, the Business Mentor Podcast, is about mentoring and how mentors can change life. It's an opportunity now for you to shout out any people that have influenced you, any mentors you've used, and uh, yeah, let us know. Is, is any mentors that have helped you in your journey? So I'm really fortunate in the sense that I have two podcasts and I actually treat every single person that I interview as a mentor because I think that it's a really great position for me to actually be able to kind of be selfish in a way because I'm able to literally ask them whatever I want to ask them and I'm able to just extract the knowledge that I want to know and so I'm really 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 fortunate that I've obviously built this platform for myself and so now when I message someone to ask them to come on my show they're happy to do it because it's just that social proof element isn't it they see my following and they're like yes I'll get you on the show whatever um but other people, I really just think that it's mainly been through podcasts, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, so a few people that I love, one of the first people that I first started to ever listen to, to kind of, it was more for mindset stuff, was Lewis Howes. I really enjoy his content. Um, yeah. Pat Flynn as well has been massive for me because of the fact that I focus on online business and I really, really like what he's doing. Obviously, Grant Cardone. I love a bit of Gary V as well. I would love to start seeing, oh, are you, well, Gary V? Gary is, are you... Uh -huh. 
awesome. Yeah, he's great, isn't he? He's, I love his content. And I think he's a prime example of really just picking your niche and just dominating it. He has a few stories that he tells over and over and over again. And people are saying to him, like, this story is getting boring. But the fact of the matter is, every single time he tells that story, it has more impact because people listen to it on that deeper level. And so that's what I think is really cool about Gary. Now, I'd love to start being able to say that I have more female mentors in my life, but I seem to connect with with men better. I just seem to, I don't know what it is, but I find that in business, I've always been able to get on and, and just as friends as well, just I've enjoyed their content more. I've been able to get it. And I, maybe that's because I have more of a masculine energy. I don't know. Um, but at the same time, I think that's why it's kind of cool what I'm doing now, because hopefully I can become a female mentor to some people. And so, yeah, I think, um, I guess my podcasts have meant that I've been able to get all this free advice from people without having to necessarily invest. I've, I've bought courses and stuff, which has been great. But for me, it's just, I really just find mentorship through podcasts. That's what it's about for me. Exactly. And that's the whole point of my podcast is the advice is out there you know you can reach it and um i think that's why it was so important for me to get the podcast because when i was you know going back 20 years it wasn't out there and i paid a lot of money for the wrong advice um so yeah so again get out there listen to podcast you know and you can go the step further and if you want to work with someone like lauren or you know some mentors that are probably you know a different level yes you have to pay for it but then you'll get a return on it anyway so bear that in mind, you know, what what you invest, you get back. Oh my gosh, yes, this is something that so many people don't get. I really find this message actually quite hard to convey as maybe someone who's a service-based person or, you know, you're a mentor or whatever, like trying to convey the message that if you invest in me now, I will help you earn this money back and more. It's something that I find, yeah, I, I, I've... A lot of people don't get it, but the people who do get it are the ones really who I want to work with because they're the ones who are ready to take that action and they know how valuable it is. And that's what I think is really cool about the people that I work with because they're, they are action takers and the people who are umming and ahhing about it forever are just going to be umming and ahhing about it forever. <laughs> and they're not going to take, they're not going to get that next step further in their life. And so it's something that I used to continually think that I had to convince people why they needed my mentorship or why they needed my course or my program or to engage in my content and listen to my podcast but you don't need to focus on those people you need to focus on the people who already know because otherwise it's just a drain and a waste of energy (laughs) yeah you're right you're right so Lauren look want to close this up because I know it's we've gone we've gone um, gone through loads of information and the audience can take that down. So look, what, just shout out, what, where can they follow you? Um, your Instagram, just let us know, your Facebook, what's the best platform? Just, just, do you want to let the audience know? Yeah, for sure. So I'm not going to lie, I really don't do anything on Facebook nowadays because the algorithm is absolutely pants. I think the listeners of this are probably like the Millennial Air podcast. So it's like millennial and then millionaire, like put the words together to make millennial air. <laughs> And so, um, and then my primary other platform I'd say is Instagram. So it's just my name, Lauren Tickner, all in one word. And then I also do YouTube videos as well. YouTube was massive for me um, in the past 12 months. But now that Instagram TV's here, I'm going to be putting a lot of focus on that. So I'm going to be on there as well. So I do a lot of social media content and it's a a massive part of, of what I do. Yeah. And I love it. It's really cool. A lot of free value out there. Like in my podcast, I'm always giving these action plans, action strategies from all my guests. So yeah, it's cool. Love it. So go on, go check Lauren out, follow on Instagram, check her podcast out. She's going to, you know, she's already done so well, six figures at 21. She's going to be at seven figures very soon. I'm so confident of that. We want to follow your journey. You know, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I've loved it. I love I love chatting to like-minded people. And I think the really cool thing about it is like, there's so many like-minded people listening to this. So anyone who is listening, if you felt like you've connected to our messages, shoot us a DM, Sell, send us that value-packed DM, maybe even a video. Like, I love that. I think it's cool. And it's a great way to just connect with more people who are doing the same thing, right? Excellent. And if you've got any questions, you can always get me at J at businessmentorpodcast.com or you can of course like Lauren said you can DM me any questions let me know and if you've got a question for Lauren I can forward it on to or you can reach out to her direct thank you for joining me I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Business Mentor Podcast have a great day